0: Welcome to Meraki Mentors, a podcast featuring women who create. We interview creatives from every field and around the globe to discuss art, risk-taking and what it means to live a creative
1: life. Here's your host, Candace Howes.
0: Welcome to Meraki Mentors. This is your host, Candice, and I am so excited to be joined by Amber today, who is one of my, I'm going to call her my Twitter friend, um, because you all know (laughs) on the podcast, I'm always meeting people on Twitter and making connections and just meaningful people. Um, So we're really excited to have her here today um, to talk about just her journey as a writer and just kind of being a creative in general. So I'm just going to start off by, again, thank you for being here with us and I'll kind of give you the floor to just kind of introduce yourself, um, to everyone. Okay. Thank you. Uh,
1: well, thank you so much for letting me be here. Like, I. You know, we have, it's so hard to really find people on Twitter, like, you know, sometimes you follow people, but to actually have that back and forth interaction, like, Mm -hmm. I love it. You are definitely, you're definitely my Twitter friend in my eyes. (laughs) Um, But my name is, like you said, um, I'm Amber Sillman, AKA Honest Am. Uh, I recently gave myself the title of editor-in-chief of the Honestly Sis newsletters, um, and it's just a newsletter geared towards millennial women who are just trying to get their stuff together. And I'm also working on my very first uh, manuscript, and it's a metaphysical thriller. So, that is me.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. It's so exciting. And I think what's really great is that, you know, like within the Twitter sphere, so to speak, we have all of these awesome kind of like sub-communities, like there's writing Twitter and food Twitter and all these things. So, it's really great to... um, just see everyone connecting and really encouraging each other and like seeing more high profile people like giving back and sharing their journeys on twitter it's it's just an awesome space
1: it's kind of crazy it's it's funny you said that because i actually had like terry (laughs) she actually like called me out on twitter oh my god it was a good call out (laughs) but i was just like you know what she is right so she had like did this thing it was just like you know uh, writers, she do like a writer's tip um, a lot. And she was just like, write every day, write every single day, blah, blah, blah. And by the time you look up, you'll have a book. And I was like, yes, you know, replying to it like, yes, and I'm gonna start in May. And she was like, why? Like, just start now. Like, she was like, why wait till May? And then, you know, I'm like, oh, because I want an outline, and it's just like, well, if you know what the ending is, like, it was so funny, like, she ended up subtweeting me in the end, like, well, if you know what the ending is, like, just write, and she was right, because I I wrote this draft, like, five times, like, this is my fifth time going back in, so it's like, why do I feel like I need an outline? So it was just like, she really, like, kind of kicked me in the butt to just be like, you know what, I'm about to just start writing, and so I just picked up and started writing again. (laughs)
0: That is so awesome. And it's funny that you mentioned her because I was, I was, um, I was like randomly, I'm always like buying books, but I was randomly like thinking of books to buy. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to read Waiting to Exhale because obviously it's one of my favorite movies. But I was yeah. like, I need to read this. And then I was like, going down the list of like, um, of all of Terry McMillan's books. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not following her on Twitter. So it's so funny that you said that because I like just followed her the other day. <laughs>
1: She's fun, like she's actually really good. She um gives out a lot of advice. Like I know she was talking about um even like residencies and retreats and stuff. Like she was really good to mm-hmm. follow. Like that's, just like you said, like you gotta just follow these people and just, you know, get the breadcrumbs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like every, it could be one little sentence that just changes everything.
1: It did, I mean, literally like I try. I even tried to go back in and try to do an outline. And it just was, Mm -hmm. it felt so chaotic. And it was just like, you know what? This is stupid. Like, just write. You know where you want to go. Like, just write. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) And I'm glad that you mentioned that with outlines because it's like, we think, and like, I'm a fan of outlines. I like to sometimes at least give myself a little structure so I'm not like all over the place. But I think it's really important to kind of free yourself because I hear so many novelists and even screenwriters and people talking about how as they were in the story it just kind of the characters and the whole thing kind of took them in a different place so I think it's important when you're creating things to I guess to have a framework but to also give yourself the freedom to let it go where it needs to
1: yeah and I think sometimes we can be you know we can use those outlines as just another excuse to just hold off on writing because it's like fun to exactly just build up build up build up and it's like at some point you have to start writing
0: <laughs> you do you do I always psych myself out because I have these like big ambitions and ideas and I'm like this is gonna be so great and then whenever I sit there in front of like my computer or a notebook I'm just like no I'm gonna mess it up <laughs> it's terrible it's so terrible <laughs>
1: They say you just got to just stick with it. Like, that's how mine has been. Like, it's it's so funny because I kind of started writing, like, from a very, like, naive and kind of ego-centered place. Like, I was reading books. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, these are not good books. And, I, you know, these are not the books I grew (laughs) up on. And I'm going to write a book. You know, like, it really came like that. And I remember the first draft I I wrote, I just, you know, I didn't research. I wasn't trying to figure out if I was doing it right. I just kind of just got it out there. And I was trying to get Mm -hmm. like all my friends to read it, like read this and do this. And then like I, when I started to actually research like the process, because, you know, you read your work and I was just like, oh, this doesn't read like a book. Like I'm like, this is not like something is missing here. So I, I started to, like, really understand, like, the process of it. And I just was like, oh, my God, I wish I never asked anybody to read. Like, that first draft, like, I was, like, mortified. Like, I hope people forgot about it. And, like, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, it's hard, you know? It's, like, it's a process to write a book,
0: you know? It really is. What? Um, well, I guess I can – I always, as I always do start at the beginning. But – How long have you been writing? Like, what kind of inspired you to become a writer?
1: Um, it's my, I feel like my story is actually kind of uh random and weird and like uh tied to like my self healing. This has been kind of like a crazy journey, (laughs) so let me just preference it by that. Like, it's been a little crazy. Um, but I so I did not go to school for writing I actually went to school for accounting I was a five-year MBA major um, at Hampton University and hmm. I um got my degree you know I graduated my whole thing was to get into a big four accounting firm you know that's if you got there mm-hmm. that made you like somebody so I was just like Yes, I'm going to do this. And I got there and I was working at one of the big fours. It, it was miserable. Like, I was just so just like, what is life? Like, this is horrible. Like, I was just really, really sad and, you know, felt mm-hmm. like I had the rug um pulled out under me. And I just was like, I, I just, I didn't have any hobbies. I wasn't even writing at the time. Um, I had like just started back reading more books and stuff, but like, cause in college I wasn't reading, but when I was a kid, I used to read a lot. So I was just like, Mm -hmm. it was really like trying to figure out like, what did I used to do all the time? Like, like, what did I like to do as a kid? I literally asked myself the question, like, what were you used to do as a kid? And um, when P2K was around, they had this like messenger board and we used to like write stories on there. And like, I used to like spend hours and hours like writing stories or reading stories and giving people feedback. Like it was just a whole thing. Um, So I just was like, oh, well, maybe I should try to write a book. Like, you know, like, I just was like, well, let me try to write a book. Like, I used to do it before. Like, I even tried to find a story. I couldn't find it. Good thing I couldn't find it, probably, because it would have, I don't know, what I I probably would have (laughs) stopped in the process. (laughs) Um, But, like, I was just trying all these different story ideas. I'm still, you know, I'm still working in my big four accounting job. And literally like nothing is really working out. Like, you know, I have all these like half written ideas. And like, um, one day I wrote like this, um, beginning scene of like this girl getting ready for her mother's funeral. And then I just stopped. So like, I was just like, Oh, like it felt good to write it. I don't even know where it came from, but then I just left it alone. I was just like, Oh, okay. And then I would try to go back and write on it, but nothing felt right. So I just kind of just forgot about it and started writing something else. Um, Mm -hmm. then fast forward to it's like February, whenever Whitney Houston passes away for some reason like I just become so like sucked up in this story of like Whitney Houston passing away and the first person I thought about was her daughter like Bobby Christina like oh my god like how, that has to be horrible and I Mm -hmm. you know like it was a big thing of how she took it and everything and for some reason I went back to that that little pair those two three uh pages that i had and i was just like you know like god like work is still getting worse and worse <laughs> like work is getting <laughs> bad and bad and i'm just like you know what like god please just give me something like just give me a breadcrumb like and i'll just follow like just give me an idea like i but i just can't do this like i can't do accounting like this is not my life i went down the wrong path like I'm like, <laughs> you know like i'm ready to come for it so, exactly. Uh, like uh, literally, uh, I, I'm not gonna say like literally a day later, but like maybe like a couple of weeks later, this like idea started coming to me of about like kind of like based on the Whitney Houston thing, but just about a girl um, struggling to like find herself after her mom passed away, and like the mm-hmm. I did like an outline, and like I ended up losing my job, so I spent that summer working on like the first draft of it. And I actually, like, I literally thought this was just going to be one book. And I sent it to my friend, and she was just like, is this, like, part one? She's like, did you say this is the part, the, the first half of your book or the first book? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, this just seems like a really big idea. And I was just like, I, what do you mean a big idea? She's like, I don't know, Amber. I think you should go back and, like, really look at it again. And, like, literally since that day, it has grown into so much. And so I have hopes that I will want it to be a series. But it's just it's just been kind of crazy from that little three pages to now it's like has a whole life and characters and everything it's been really crazy
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's an awesome story and I love that I love that it started like you said so small and then just kind of grew and I think I think sometimes that is the nature of just like creating anything in itself is that like you start off with these little seeds and then it just it just blossoms into something totally new and exciting yeah it it
1: has been kind of it I I really say that you know I'm working on my fifth draft but I don't feel like before I I don't know you know how you put these imaginary deadlines on yourself and you feel like you know it's supposed to be done Mm -hmm. right now and this is it but like literally with each draft and because you know I didn't go to school for writing I feel like with each draft I was able to like learn different things about my story and about the characters and I think it was finally the third draft was when I like finally understood when the author said the characters started having lives of their own because like I looked up and the story wasn't what I thought you know I looked up and I was like oh this is a different story (laughs) this isn't what I thought I was writing." exactly (laughs) you know it's just been fun I think I think after I kind of took the pressure off myself and just said you know what like I just I don't have a million ideas. I'm not trying to be, you know, one of those authors with 6,000 books. Like I have this one really, really good idea and I'm going to put my all into it. And I'm just going to keep on working until it, it become the best it can be and just go for it. So that's just how it has been. That's like what my journey's been.
0: <laughs> when you go back and you kind of like reassess things and you say, okay, I'm going to revisit this and edit again. Do you have anything in particular that you look for or do you just kind of go back and reconstruct things as you see fit and then the second part of the question would be how do you stay motivated you know when you do have those feelings of like man I wish I was done or you know I wish this was you know moving along faster or whatever
1: so I guess uh, for me like I go like I actually went back and read each so I have like three main characters and so I wrote like all of their stories out and I went back and read each Character story because i had got like a critique and she was saying mm-hmm. like when you have a multi point of view story and you try to write it that way sometimes the another character storyline can feel incomplete or you know like it's a, something can be missing mm-hmm. from it so she was just giving me the tip to write each of them like full out without having these cuts and breaks and everything so when i was going back in mm-hmm. and rereading each character's story i realized like it just wasn't because I read so much, I know how a book should read. You know, if that makes any sense. Like, and I was just like, this isn't, I'm not immersing. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm not in this book. Like it literally just felt like I was reading dialogue at some point Or just like, you know, it just to me, I was like, this mm-hmm. isn't coming together. Um, so after crying forever and feeling like, well, maybe I can't write this book. <laughs> like, I literally was like telling my boyfriend, like, I'm wasting my time. I'm like telling people I'm writing this book right I was like why did I think I could do this and he was just like you know what just remember this feeling suck it up and go figure out like what's wrong because he does music so he's just like I don't want to hear it like go figure out like what is wrong so I literally go and get like Skillshare like I get like this 30-day trial because I'm not going to pay for it so I'm like let's figure out like how much I could get done in these 30 days and I literally went, cause I, you know, cause I didn't know like what was wrong. I just knew that it wasn't, that it wasn't fitting. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I went all the way back to like how to make complete sentences and how to do this. And I was just like, okay, no, nope, it's not that bad. Like I know this part. So I just literally did like a process of elimination, just going through all these different um, classes until I realized like it was the sensory description. Like I wasn't using those five, you know, using our five senses and really emerging people in the story. And that's when I started understanding, like, oh, okay, that's, you know, like that, that's what was missing. So going back into this fifth draft, I know that those are the elements I need to really make it a fully immersive story and an experience like that. I always think about, and I know everybody probably thinks this way, but I always think about JK Rowling and like, you know, Harry Potter and like, I yes. just, like, I, you know, I just want that feeling like, you know, so when I wasn't getting that, I was just so crushed. and I'm like, okay, I know I'm not going to be JK overnight, but like, can I at least make it read good? So it's like, I just know that I want it to be a very immersive experience and to, you know, really have people connect and not just on a, um, not, you know, not just of an level but emotionally I want them to connect and like mm-hmm. I finally when I went back and it was funny because I did these drafts like I, because I wrote the the character stories at different times it was like as I was going back and reading them I was seeing my writing get better and like by the time I got to Emma who was my main character and I did her at the end I was like oh I can write you know like I was like oh okay this this, yeah. is, this is coming together <laughs> And it's like she has like this, you know, uh, you know, a love interest, of course. And I was reading the scenes between them and it was giving me those like, you know, those little tingly feelings. And I was like, oh, this is working. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. so this is this is the feeling I'm looking for for the rest of the book. So like now I know exactly what I'm going into for the fifth draft and that's to pull it all together and to, you know, make sure it really it comes off the page a little bit. And I got that tip from Tia, um, from Tia Williams. Uh, She did this book called uh, The Perfect, is it The Perfect Fine? Yeah, I think it's The Perfect Fine. Tia Williams, I think Gabrielle Union just picked it up for it to be auctioned off. And I had like read this book in a day. Like it was just, I I was obsessed. I couldn't stop. It has been so long since I had a book like that. And I literally like could not put it down. Like my boyfriend's looking at me like I was crazy, like, You're really about, you just keep reading. I'm like, I can't put it down. Like, it's so good. And I'm like, you know, so after I read it, I'm going to Twitter and I'm just like, you know, I just had, because now, you know, before when we read books and you really love it, you just had to sit with it yourself. But now you can really like, at these authors, like, oh my God, like, this book is amazing. I just read it. And I was just like, those things, Mm -hmm. like, I was like, I've never read a romance novel that made me like, oh my God, if these two people don't just get together already, like, that's why it was like. I literally felt like I was in agony that these two people weren't together. And she was like, oh my God, thank you so much for telling me that. She's like, because you never know, like you may feel like it, but you never know if it translates like that on the page. So that's why I always think yeah. about that. And like, yes, like try to, you know, make it come off the page. Twitter really helps me a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. Like whenever I'm just having a downtime, I'm just like, I'm going to go on Twitter because someone's going to say something that, that brings me back yeah. to my senses. Yes. yes, yes, Do you have a um like a dedicated writing practice, so to speak, or like a way that you like to write? Do you like time yourself? Do you go to a certain spot? Or do you just kind of just let the move kind of take you? <sighs> honestly,
1: this is the this is, honestly, I must have a real moment. Yes. <laughs> like, this is what I'm struggling with now. Like I'm trying to, because so I I started Honestly Sis and it really was all out of the, to help the book. Like, because I was saying like, I want it to be the best it can be. Like I have an idea of how I would like for it to be rolled out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like for me, it's really about ownership. And it's like, I know like in the, you know, in the, in the literary industry, it's not really, ownership is not like this common thing. Like it's not, you know, like it's not like everybody's walking around owning their books. So it's like, For me, I just like, because I put so much into it and it means so much to me, I'm like, I just have to find a way to be able to keep some of this book to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I want it to be as big as it can be, but, and I feel like the only way to do that is to show that you, you know, like you're not just yourself, you're a package. Like you can, you know, you can have, you can start a movement or do whatever, you know, have people behind you. Exactly. So I did like, honestly, sis, out of that, like, not, not not like in an ego, like a strategy way, but it like intuitively came to me. And like now, and I look back on it, like, oh, wow. Like I'm really setting myself up to say like, hey, I'm not just a single writer. I write, I work with seven other writers and, you know, I, they could potentially have stories. I have a poet from Nigeria that writes for uh, wow. and like her poetry is amazing. So it's just like, you know, I I I didn't do these like setting out to be like, oh, let me find a poet, but just you know, in the process of trying and putting myself out there and um, just creating a space, people are you know willing to like help me, you know, make my dream a reality. Mm-hmm. And I just hope that in the end, it just helps support the the book in the end. But I say all that to say that because I have honestly, sis, and I've been getting contributors on board that it's been really hard for me to find that balance. And because now I really want to get serious about finishing the book and really working on this fifth draft, I'm trying to find a way to like create a schedule to m- a schedule for mm-hmm. myself because I'm coming to the realization that I, I'm not really good working at home. Like, I just, <laughs> it's just like, I like to kid myself that I can come home and bust out an hour of work, but not as hard as I just can't, not going to happen. And you know, I work at, I, I mean, this is really bad to say, but I write a lot at work. Mm-hmm. And because, like, I'm starting to get more responsibility at work, you know, it's just not becoming ideal. And I also don't want, like, I want to really, because honestly, so this has become, like, kind of like a like a ritual kind of writing. Like, I want to do the same thing for my book. So it's like, I know I need to create the schedule for myself and find a place. And I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> like, I'm still in a process of trying
0: it's the same way it is it is a challenge it's like you're sitting there and you're like no I'm just gonna you know get some tea or something sit on the couch and do this and then it just
1: no <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> it does, yeah it's like I don't know I don't it's like sometimes you know sometimes it works like I have you know because I've, I've you know I've got to my fourth draft so I have been writing somehow and but I think now because I know what I'm I'm trying to do and I'm, I have an intention behind it that I do want to put that structure behind mm-hmm. it. Like if I, I feel like if I do create this routine, then it'll be a little bit easier to go where I'm trying to go and to tell the story I'm trying to tell because I'll be more consistent with it because right now it's been so sporadic and it'll be three hours one day, hour the next day, 30 minutes, you know, so it's like, let's just figure out what we can do in one day.
0: You mentioned, you know, like starting Honestly Sis, how did you go about, you know, like finding your collaborators and what was that kind of experience like?
1: It has honestly, again, like I tell you, my story is always kind of crazy, but it has honestly been an intuitive thing. (laughs) I literally was, um, I had did like um, an energy healing. And because I, um, you know, because I write my, I was working on my book so much, she was the the healer had told me that my chakra like my throat chakra or whatever one of my chakras mm-hmm. was like off balance and she was like you've been creating so much and you haven't put any of it out in the world you're off balance and like she mm. like you have to find a way to put your work out there and i was just like so terrified because i'm like oh like I, i'm not like one of those you know i'm not a and I don't say this in a bad way, but it's like, I'm not like a, a blogger or where I can, like, I want to do grammar essays or I want you know, like, I'm not that type of writer. Like I'm a real kind of tell a story. I'm a storyteller. You know, that's mm-hmm. how I feel. That's how I would translate out of success. Like I like to help people through telling stories. Um, so I was like, but I, I didn't really see like a way to do that in the, I guess in a safe space. Cause you know, the internet can be nasty and I'm just like, yes. I could never imagine writing something like super personal and then somebody just saying, Tearing like, it apart a yeah, like I would just be like, what? Like, I, I feel like it was just. I know myself, like I know me and I know I'm still at that baby, not like maybe a toddler stage with my writing. So it's like, I'm kind of sensitive about it still. Yeah. So I was like, well, how can I do this in a way? Like, how can I get my work out there so I can be back on balance, but do it in a safe way? Mm-hmm. Lena, um, what is her name? From girls. She had the Lenny letter. Oh, this idea of a newsletter. I was like, well, that's kind of cool because then I don't have to worry about, people giving me feedback or like me checking some space all the time. I could just put it out there and I don't have to worry about it. And I literally like just asked the question on Facebook, like, Hey, would anybody be interested in like doing this newsletter? Like would anybody, would anybody be interested? I said, Any, would anybody be interested in a newsletter about uh sex, love and relationships like that? Yeah. And like so many girls, like yes, 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 like Give and I'm like, like put your emails behind it. So it literally came from that. Like I I went ahead and I got my mailchimp stuff together and created a little format for myself and just like started doing it. And like my very first letter says, I D K what the f I'm doing. Like so just putting it out there that I'm not trying to be like some you know self help person or trying to seem like I'm something I'm not. Like I'm just literally trying to get my work across because i'm off balance like you know like it's literally blocking me that i'm not getting work out and so like i was doing it and then like again like kind of you know a thought came across like you should open it up like you know like what would happen you know when you really start getting in your book are you really going to have time to keep writing these articles and i was just like oh i don't think people will want to do that and you know, you get nervous, but I was like, well, let's just throw it out there. I had like put a flyer on Instagram and you know, I I had put a flyer out there. And then another time I put like some questions, like some writing prompts out there and like slowly, but surely, like it'll be a girl here, a girl there. The very first person that reached out to me, um, my very first contributor was Linda and she's from Nigeria. And for me, I was just like, what the heck? Like, how did somebody from Nigeria, you know, like find right. <laughs> me? It's like oh, I found you on Instagram, and I was just like, you know, I was just was kind of crazy, and you know, she's just asking like, well, can I be a part? I would love to help you. And I think because like I have the website, and I'm, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of set up to where it looks like something that she thought I was you know like like an organization and was like well would you please consider me and she like had her writing clips I'm like wait like I'm not like what you think I am (laughs) (laughs) like like, it's just me yeah like it's just me like I'm happy like I'm taking any help but she's like oh my god like her writing is so just amazing and just like working with her and editing some of hers it really um has kind of helped me in my writing and so it's literally just been like putting myself out there, you know, throwing a couple writing prompts out. And like now, since I have let it be known that, you know, I'm looking for contributors, I'm open to stories, I've kind of just, I haven't been able, I haven't had to put that that prompt out there a little bit because people have kind of just been like, oh, I have a story or oh, I have this.
0: When you're just open and you're genuine about what you're doing, that people just organically are drawn to it and things can just grow. Fast.
1: Oh yeah, I was going to say like, it was, because I was so nervous because I'm like, well, I can't pay you. Like, that's why I kept telling everybody, like, I'm sorry, I can't pay you. Like, it's just me. And like, you know, if you, and they were just like, I don't care. Like, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter. And like one girl told me, she was just like, no, I'm trying to do my own thing. Like, I understand great things take time. Like, it doesn't, you know, don't worry about that. Like, I just yeah. want to help. And I was just like, where are these, like, who, you know, people think that I, this has taught me that if you put yourself out there and if you are willing to show up and willing to create a space people will come like you know like minded people will attract to you and people will want to support you cuz i mean that's literally all my my what it has been for me like it hasn't been any formula or anything it has just been honest intentions and just you know being very honest and um pure like and very clear on what i want to do and where i see myself going and i feel like all of that has been helping been helping it grow organically
0: absolutely and I think I think that's just beautiful because we yes all of these things take work but we do tend to think there's like a formula of steps we have to do and I think that while we're just being ourselves like you said just showing up and doing those things alone can create the type of success that you're looking for it's not always doesn't have to be this, you know, one, two, three step to you, <laughs> to something.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then now I think about it, like, I, I think if I probably would have approached it that way, it may have not even become what it has now. Like, I feel like, I like, just like with your, with your stories, like you kind of got to let things take form. Like this, honestly, so it's just purely started with me having to get my work out there and me you know it was like selfishly mm-hmm. and then now it has become like this community like you know i i honestly would love for it to just grow and just become like this movement of where women are just we're telling each other like very honest stories and because in these stories there's so much wisdom and there's lessons and like you know because we don't have like well i know i don't have my big mama anymore we don't have like a porch to go you know, sit on and get these past, some of these stories passed down to us. So we got to find a way to create it for ourselves and in this new millennial. So I just hope it keeps growing. And it's, for me now, it's good because it's not like the selfish thing of like, oh, I just want to get these people. It's just like, no, I just want stories to come. Like I got reposted by my leak um, from one of my stories on Instagram and it like sent this flood. And for me, let me put this in context. I'm used to getting like maybe one or two people joining every week. For me, that's like very mm-hmm. exciting. This day, like overnight, I had like a hundred people join. So I was just like, Ooh. whoa, <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, you know, I'm like, "Wow, who reposted me? What's happening? Like, why is my like email going up? So it was like really exciting in the moment. Um, but then it was just like. It was fleeting, and I was just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it, it made me realize like this isn't what I wanted for it." I was actually more so like mad at myself because I was in my emotions for turning thirty a month ago, so I got off of my schedule, and I didn't have like stories for these new girls. So that's why mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh no!" Like you have to keep, get your systems in place, and you got to be prepared for you never know when somebody's gonna randomly repost you or randomly say, you know, "I really like this story," or "This this really helps me." So it's just really good to just make systems and stick to them. It's not about the attention or the popularity or just that. Mm -hmm. It's really about helping and telling stories and being like, oh, wait, maybe, you know, maybe more people can be healed from this or maybe more people may want to tell stories. And that's what it's really about.
0: Absolutely. It always it always has to have a focus on what that mission is, what your intentions are and making sure that that your impact is there whatever you're doing. You have this really awesome thing that I love on, um, on your website, like your manifesto. So I think which everyone listening, you all should totally go and read it. What kind of inspired you, um, to, to write it? What were kind of like your, your thoughts behind it?
1: I guess. So for me, I've been, I'm a, a person that I dealt a lot with worrying about how other people perceive me and like how they look at the moves that I, you know, how people look at how I would move or how, you know, because I came from this background of being an accountant, it's like, I don't want people like, I I just like, let's get this straight. Like, I'm not out here trying to be Instagram famous or trying to do, you know, trying to become this thing just to become this thing. No, I have a mission. Mm -hmm. I have an intention. And I am very clear about what I want. And though I may obtain all of those things, I don't care. I have, a, you know, like I have a very clear mission and I know where I'm headed. and I know where I want to go. So I guess for me, it was to just let anybody know that may, you know, happen to stumble upon my page to know that I'm not somebody that's doing these. Because I think sometimes seeing Honestly Sis and at one time I was doing Deer Show Runners and. Now I have the honestly, says so news channel that it can seem like you're just doing a lot of stuff for no reason, or, you know, like you're just, what are all these things and how are they connected? Mm-hmm. For me? But for me, they're all interconnected to the overall mission of where I'm trying to go. You know, ultimately.
0: Why, I know we mentioned like Twitter, are there other places that you go to like find inspiration?
1: You know, I'm actually kind of a, (laughs) I wouldn't say like an inspiration junkie, but I'm like a, um, I'm an, I'm an information junkie. So I like, I listen to Mm. a ton of interviews. I listen to a ton of different podcasts. Um, so it's like, I'm constantly, and I'm easily inspired. Like I'm easily like, I can hear a sentence or a phrase and be like, ah, yes. Like, I love this story. Like, this is perfect. Like, actually lately, um. I've recently found the Joe Rogan podcast, and like he has mm-hmm. the most interesting guests on there, um, and just about all like from all walks of life. And I listened to uh, um, it was like a four-hour podcast, so of course I did this over days. But it was with this guy called Alex Jones, and like literally. That interview, as crazy as all over the place as it was, was just so inspiring to me. I don't know. Like, it was just because when I think about my book and how crazy and like these ideas and these like, because some of my book is kind of based on a conspiracy theory about the Illuminati. And so it's like, I don't know. For me, it's like, yes, yes, this information is out here. Mm -hmm. People are thinking on this wavelength. So whenever I see things, it inspires me. Like I recently went to go see Vice and like it put me in this like Adam McKay thing and I started watching the big shorts and like just seeing like how he can get all of this information across like this. This is what inspires me the Mm -hmm. most is when people can tell you or teach you about a subject in an entertaining way that inspires the mess out of me. Like that makes me like, yes, yes, they get it. This is what I want to do. Like this is what I'm trying to do. So it just, it just makes me like, and it doesn't even have to be like in, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a book. Like, you know, of course, Homecoming just came out. And like, by the end, I was like sobbing Mm -hmm. uncontrollably. Like, you know, my boyfriend walked in like, what is wrong? I'm just like, I "I need a moment, but it's just, you know, I honestly feel like lately it has been so much stuff. Like, I know it's a lot of negativity going on in the world, but I feel like for me personally, there has been so much great things going on in the world that feels like they have been personal indicators for me to just be like, keep going. Like, you got it. Like, with Black Panther coming out, with, like, Children of Blood and Bone coming Mm -hmm. out. It's just, you know, it's just all these little things. Like, it's room for you. We're setting up the table, like just keep going. All you have to do is just keep doing the work. So that's how I've been inspired.
0: That's awesome. I'm in just like, this is an aside, but like I'm very much the same way. Like you mentioned interviews, and it's like I will spend hours on YouTube just listening to people's interviews because I love (laughs) YouTube. It's just, it's like a holy grail of just like information and. And really, just a lot of, um, I think, transparency that you don't see in other places. And yes. that alone can just kind of be the ticket to, and really just kind of like the permission that you need as, you know, an artist and someone who's growing to say, like, you know, there is room for me, there's a place for me. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways for me to get to the place um, that I'm aiming for. Yes,
1: absolutely. And then even on YouTube, for you know creators out there they have lectures like you can literally sit in mm-hmm. and like I've, i have this uh this teacher he does uh i think he's a fantasy teacher his name's brandon something but i've sat in i mean he literally puts up his whole lecture online so it's like even if are you know, you feel like you don't know this or you didn't go to school for it? Mm-hmm. Like, now you can't even use that excuse because you can go on YouTube, exactly and like sit here and have these lectures. Like, the other day, I spent like an hour or two listening to this, um, like the seven um, archaeotypes of women, and like. The way this lady described it, and then I end up, I think she's from Women Love Power. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Like, I end up going to her website and everything. Like, but her information, like the way that she got across, it was just so good. And again, it was, I was able to, like, not just take that away from personally and, like, what that means for me as a woman. But I was also able to be like, oh, this makes me understand my characters more. Like, I think for me, I I don't want my I I didn't want any of my characters to be a bad guy. Like I didn't want anybody to be like, oh, this is the bad person or this is I wanted them to be very fully realized people who just, you know, have different type of motives and are motivated by different type of things. But that don't mean that they're necessarily bad. Exactly. That they're bad to this person. So that's. That's how I've been working. YouTube has—I uh, I, say—I feel like I wish I could get like a degree from U- YouTube <laughs> University. Like it's amazing. It is. It really. Is.
0: They need to start giving out certificates. Like if you watch so many hours, <laughs>
1: yes. Like here you—you you have graduated. You are certified. Exactly. Like I—I I love YouTube. It's really great.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Just anything else that I always give people room in case they like wanted to add something or thought about something.
1: Um, I would just say, uh, if I could say anything, I, I would just say that don't get so bogged down on how things are going to happen for you. Because I know for a long time, like I had this big vision of, like, you know, I still have this big vision that I want to have this great book that I still have ownership of. Like, I have no idea how that's going to happen. but That's the intention behind what I'm going after. And I think when you give yourself that freedom of saying, I don't care how it happens. I just want it to happen. I think that you allow the universe to move and to help you do things that you wouldn't even think that you would do. If you would have asked me, that I will have this newsletter with contributing writers and I'm editing their papers and I didn't go to school for English. So, you know, like, if you would have told me that Mm -hmm. I would be doing this, I would not have believed you, but because I was like open and willing and being flexible and just showing up and no matter how crazy it seemed, just putting it out there. um, I think you get rewarded for that. So I think you just got to trust yourself. I think we all know what we want to do and you just have to, Take away that fear and just do it.
0: Absolutely. We're going to do our lightning round. I like to call it Meraki Picks or just our lightning round. <laughs> so the first is, what is the last book that you read?
1: The last book I read was uh, Children of Blood and Bone. It was actually funny story. I noticed the lightning round, but I actually did not want to read this book because I was jealous that she was kidding. Like, <laughs> like, people were calling her the new JK. Like... I was like, I would not read this book. Like it cannot be that good. But it's actually really, really good. And like by the end of it, I was crying and it actually made me feel like, you know what? My book is, it's it's great. It's great that her book is out there in the world. Cause you know, I feel like my book kind of it picks up from the other end of it. So sometimes the things that make you feel jealous inside is really because you're like, you need to get get it to get all your stuff, (laughs) like get it done.
0: absolutely it's just it's just making room for all of the other greatness that is yes, being created yes okay so what is um what's it? okay what's the last song that was stuck in your head or is stuck in your head i should say oh my god
1: <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing <laughs> uh but top off the homecoming version <laughs> the homecoming live yes version, top off. like i don't know i just like keep playing like every day this week I have played it at least five or six times. Like I just have to hear it. Like this is something about Beyonce saying, ah, oh, just it just takes my soul away.
0: <laughs> I am just I have been working out, and doing everything to that whole album. It's just the whole thing is a vibe. Like there's no parts that I want to skip. That's what's so crazy about it.
1: I know. It's like I, I honestly I really when it first came out. I didn't think that I was going to listen to it like that, but I literally just like, I I, I texted my best friend last night. Like I had a mini homecoming concert last night. Like I was literally in here, like just singing at the top of my lungs. Like that CD is so good. Like, it listen. is. I'm so glad we have that.
0: <laughs> I was so touched because like the very next day, one of, um, one of my neighbors came home and she was like playing in her car and I was like, yes.
1: <laughs> yes, everybody listens. I know my neighbors are hearing it, so everybody listens.
0: <laughs> All right. So last but not least is what is um, a quote or a saying or anything um, that kind of keeps you going when you need a push? Um, it's actually
1: been two. So the first one um, is counted on joy when,
0: uh, mm-hmm. when, what is
1: it? Counted on joy when things go wrong. It's, it's, you know, like that one. I always like wherever things are like, just seems crazy. I always know to count it on joy because everything works together to make it perfect peace. So I always go back to that, like count it on joy, count it on joy. It's gotta be okay. And then recently my, um, uh, I have, I ran across a quote that said the uh, basic essentials for life is to have something to works, something to works for something to work for something to love and something to hope for. Like that's how you can be complete. And I have, I feel like I finally have that. And I, I'm so now that's like literally the centering thought of my life to always to have something to work for something to love and something to hope for. So that's how I'm going to live my life.
0: <laughs> that's beautiful. I love, I love both of those. And they, work, and they work well together. It's like, yeah, I love both of those thoughts. Yeah, and now I think about it, I'm like, they actually
1: do go hand-in-hand because it's like, hey, if you get
0: crazy, just count it on those joys. it's going to be
1: okay. It's going to be okay. You got to have something to hope for. It's going to be okay. Exactly. <laughs>
0: um, well, this has been fantastic. Obviously, everyone is going to want to like follow you and check you out. So where can we connect with you?
1: Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at honestly am um, or on Twitter. You can be my Twitter friend with us. <laughs> um, <at laughs> right. Even though it sounds very childish, but it's M B C That's uh, a M B E E C. And then of course, uh, if you're interested in learning more about honestly sis, you can go to Amber C. backslash honestly sis, or just Google honestly sis, and um, it'll take you there.
0: Fantastic. Um, well, Amber, thank you. Like I had the best time. This was amazing. So thank you a million times. No, thank you. This was such a good
1: conversation. I'm so excited. And no, you know what? Thank you for this podcast because I literally have been doing a deep dive of them and this is the information <laughs> you need. Like I the other day um I was listening to um it was one about this artist in Florida. I can't I didn't catch her name. Um, But she Mm -hmm. was saying that luck favors the prepared. And it was just, again, like about my website. And I just, you know, always going back to that mentality that you have to be prepared for what you want to come. So thank you for doing this. And you're going to be blessed for it. So thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for spending your time with Meraki Mentors. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your friends on social media and your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meraki Mentors Podcast for exclusive information on how you could be a part of our next episode or blog post.
1: You've been listening to Meraki Mentors Podcast with Candace Howes. We're honored you chose to spend your time with us today. To learn more about today's guest or the podcast, visit Podcast.com.
0: Don't forget to create and connect.